Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Laith and the Coach. And tonight, as promised, we have a new episode. And we were just chatting about New Year's resolutions and taking notes. Yes. And we will get into that in a few minutes. But first, Jadia, welcome to the show. Yes, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So he just competed uh, at the NPC Clash back in November. Um, but where I'd like to start is as far back as we can go with where your journey starts. Uh, how did you get into the whole working out thing? You know, what, what inspired you, what motivated you? How did you get to the place where you started, you know, really working on your physique? Oh, all right. So that goes way back. I'm going to put my age out there then. <laughs> um, so I used to always go to the gym, right? When I was younger, in my 20s. Um, but I really wasn't that focused. I did everything the wrong way. I listened to the wrong people. It was all about lifting. And, you know, I, I thought going to McDonald's and having chicken nuggets, I was doing the right thing. It was protein. Yeah, it was protein. I had protein. I was good. Just don't have the fries. And, um, and now I have all the fries in the world. It's so funny. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I started back then, but it really wasn't, um, I didn't have a grasp of my body until I was overseas in Iraq. So when I was overseas in Iraq, you know, life over there is very like mundane. You know, there's days that it's interesting and there's days that it's very boring. Mm -hmm. um, so I started creating a habit, but not intentionally, it was unintentionally. So I would wake up every day at 5, 5.30 in the morning to go to the gym and do cardio. Okay. Um, and then we'll, we'll all meet up with the fire department and we'll have breakfast. And because the food over there was so bad, um, I started realizing I was gaining weight and I, I wasn't feeling good. So I went, I never ate vegetables before. Well, well when in Iraq, I started eating all my vegetables raw, right? Um, I started liking them. I started eating just egg whites just because it was the safest thing to have there or boiled eggs, um, a lot of salads. Um, so that started changing the way I, I would eat. Obviously, being over there, there's no drinking. So I didn't drink for two and a half years. Wow. Um, that really changed me as well. Yeah. yeah. It, like, it, is, is, there, is it like against the law? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, okay. you, can't, get on, you can't be drinking on base. Certain okay. people do, but that's, I guess, their privilege. But like for us in the department, no, we couldn't drink at all. Um, every now and then they had like, um, like fake beer that had no alcohol, kind of like what, what a Heineken has now, things of that nature. So some guys would drink that, I guess, to get that sensation. That wasn't me. Um, so, so I picked up that habit of going to the gym every day for about two years, let's say, at 5, 5.30 in the morning. That was just to do cardio. Then when I was done with my shift, even though we were always on, uh, we worked 24 hours, pretty much six days out of the week, and you only had one day off. Um, so I would go back to the gym when everything would die out around 6 p.m. And that's when I would, I would lift. That's when I started drinking um, pre-workouts. I remember the only thing that we got up over there was Endo Explode. So it was just drink that, go to the gym. So I started picking up the habits and I started meeting different guys here that would do different type of techniques um, of like lifting. So I started really learning, um, compound that with the way I was eating. I started seeing a, a big difference in me, right? Okay. Um, but I was limited. Right. The food was limited. Um, I did cheat over there a lot. Like I will have a lot of like sweets. Um, so when I got here in 2013, I recall, I think it was like the first week in here. I went with my brother, my uncle, my cousins. We went to, um, to a gentleman's club <laughs> <laughs> and, um, we got bottles. We drank, I think two drinks had me so drunk that when I got home the next morning, when I woke up, I said, never again. And that's why to this day, you will see me have a glass of wine with you guys, but you're not going to see me drink. Right? That's it. That's it. Um, I started putting what I, what I learned over there from the moment I got here, I was going to the gym at five in the morning. I was going to 24 hour fitness down in town and country. Um, I would get there in the morning, work out, pick up my son, and then I was ready for the rest of the day. And I started eating a lot better and I really got into shape. I really started looking, um, my physique was looking pretty good at that time. And I was like, 33, 34 years old. Um, so someone came up to me back then and they had told me that I should compete. So I was like, ah, no, I'm not that sure of myself. <laughs> you know, I still have those doubts. I still have those doubts. Like, 
you know, this is very personal. You're putting yourself out there, right? And in your head, you think people are judging you, which they are. But really, it's not about anybody judging you, but that's how I took it. So I never had, you know, I was never brave enough to, to get on stage. Um, but I just kept working out because it was a part of it. It didn't matter if I woke up sick. It didn't matter if I woke up, I would drink Dayquil and go to the gym. Because going to the gym, even though I was weak or I didn't feel good enough, it was a part of me that once I left the gym, I automatically felt better. Mm-hmm. You know, there was never a day that I would wake up and be like, ah, you know what, today I'm not going to go. No, yeah. I'm going. I might not do anything. I might walk on the terminal for 15 minutes, grab some 20, 20 pound dumbbells, do a little bit of something, not feel anything. But at least when I left, I was like, that was productive right. rather than staying home. So, so that's the habit I created. It. And as I've gotten older, I've picked up so many different habits now. Um, and they're positive habits and, and you can tell the change that is done. So that's how the whole fitness thing started with me. Um, it was just something personally for me It's I'm doing this for me. You know, it wasn't to look good. Um, I always had a joke, right? I said, I need to have abs because I'm short and I'm bald. So <laughs> I, I have nothing else going for me. So we at least have some type of physique and right. that was me always working out. You know, um, I also like the idea that my younger brothers, they would look at me, they would joke around, but you know, they will comment on my physique or, or me working out. And they always wanted to say, you know, they've always said something like, oh, when I get to your age, hopefully we can look like, because they were a little heavier on that, on, on the heavier side. So things like that, it was just like, I'm doing something good for myself. It, obviously it rubs off on other people. I have, you know, brothers, everybody working out, doing things for the healthier reason, not just for looks. And that's how it started with me. Um, yeah. I think I think there, there's so many things in in everything that you said that like is one of the like a lot of the missing ingredients to why people don't have more sustainability. You know, like the habits that you developed were good for you and they weren't for anything else other than for you. Uh, and which is the biggest reason why you were able to stick through them um, along the way as you got better, you know, got, got more into the gym world, you said you picked up some, some more stuff. Like what else did you start doing? Um, well, it was funny. Well, I don't, I had a lot of trouble dating cause I was the guy that would go out and be like, no, nah, I really can't eat that right now. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> what are you training for? Nothing. I'm just training for me. I know that pizza, those three slices are not going to feel good for me. So I started learning how to, um, do it, like listen to my body. You know, I think your body can tell you everything when there's something wrong, when something's not feeling correct, maybe your leg, it doesn't matter. If you listen to your body, you can tell a lot. Um, so I picked up the habits of eating healthier, right? And those habits were, it's not because I don't want to enjoy food. It was more because I just know eating excess of this is not going to do me good because tomorrow I'm going to feel droggy. I'm going to feel down. And it's all about starting your day with a win right? You want to wake up, automatically win the morning. And if you win the morning, then you win the rest of your day. So what, what I started picking up was positive habits, positive affirmations, um, things to look forward to, um, as well as I picked up the habit of not reading books, because I haven't got an F bar, but audiobooks. Audiobooks are the best thing yeah. that's happened. I fucking hate reading. There's yes. nothing worse than reading except for running. I hate <laughs> running too. Two tasks that like... I don't know how people wake up and run and I don't know how people wake up and read. No, thank you. So I'm with yeah. you on the audio. No. Yeah. So audiobooks and, and it was those habits of like, um, of just putting the steps forward of believing in yourself doing the things you have to do. And along that journey, I, I also put myself in a weekend seminar. Um, it was, you know, really about working on your, on your like self-motivation on, on business, like, you know, entrepreneurs, things of that nature. And that really opened my eyes to the point of like, I, I have an, I have an Instagram now. Um, I post videos, you know, on a daily basis when that wasn't me, you put me back in when I was 33 years old and I got back from Iraq and I did have an Instagram before I closed it. Cause I was like, this is wasting my time. Um, I would try to promote fitness by putting like little quotes or a picture, a very, horrible picture of me with a little quote like motivation and I thought that was motivating people but no the only the best way to motivate anybody is by example mm-hmm. so put yourself out there be positive 
And, um, and there's someone out there in this world that needs you. There's so many, you know, we have billions of people in this world. So I picked that up and I was able to have that confidence of putting myself out there, putting my videos. Um, and that really led to, to you guys, you know, having that confidence to finally be like, okay, you know what, let me give this a shot. Um, and other things that I do, um, which I never did was I write everything. Um, the, the day before I write all my tasks for the next day. That's another thing I picked up in my, in the seminar. Um, and, that's, it, and, and when we, when we got on this call, that's what you were doing. Yeah. yeah that's what I was doing. I was taking the time now because usually I do it right before bed. So there's a couple things I do. Um, I might be weird, but <laughs> the, right before bed, I write my notes of what I have for sure, what I have to do tomorrow. Right. And then I put little stars and the ones that I hey, if I can get this done by all means. Great. Um, then I get my clothes ready for the gym for tomorrow morning. Put that in the bathroom. That's one less thing I got to worry about. One less thing I got to think about. Mm-hmm. Right. So then when I wake up in the morning, it's really just bathroom. Weigh myself for you. <laughs> weigh myself because I never used to weigh myself. Um, weigh myself. And I have the clothes there. I don't have to think. I get dressed and I'm off to the gym at 5, 530 in the morning, you know. Um, so it's those repetitive um, things that I do that really help me already, I guess, get a head start of the day without having right. to, you know. One, one thing I also do is I try not to open my phone within the first 30 minutes of my day. So outside of looking at the, at the time, I'm in the bathroom, I'm doing my stuff. I come to the, to the kitchen, I drink my water, I get ready. Um, I turn on my computers to get ready for work. Even those five in the morning, I, I get everything ready, making sure there's, there's no hiccups. And then I leave to the gym. And then maybe when I'm a little bored in the gym between, between a set, that's when I'll first look at my phone. So you have time between sets. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? I gotta walk to a machine <laughs> to the other machine. <laughs> I go to Shula's, man. <laughs> you give me these workouts that they're not next to each other. <laughs> so there, there, there's um, some stuff that you said there. Like one is is how you were talking about your Instagram. There's always someone that you can inspire or motivate or someone that connects with you. And same thing with what you said, you know, like somebody watching or listening can hear the, you know what, I write the things that I need to get done the night before so that I wake up the next day with intention or with intent on the things that, that need to get executed. You know, it, it does set you up yeah. to win the day when you walk into the next day with a plan. And sometimes we don't think about sharing those things because to us, they're just normal or they're weird, right? Like I have so many things too, like that are so weird that I do that are just like the way that I function and they don't work for everybody. Like half the shit I do doesn't work for him right. and vice versa. But it's like sometimes sharing things that you would never think that anyone's going to like be interested in or pay attention to, you know, they're like, Oh, I can do that. Or, you know, that's a good idea. So I love that because a lot of times we don't share things because we're afraid of judgment when Correct. like we are, we should be more afraid of not, you know, gifting someone good energy, you know, tips and ideas and, and anything positive. Like why are, why do we focus on the judgment that might come from it versus the thing that they can gain, you know? Right. And, yeah. and there was a couple of things that you said there. Um, so you turn on the computer at morning for work. Uh, can we talk about what you do? Yeah. So, so I'm a nurse. Um, so pretty much, um, my job is online, you know, reviewing cases, um, pretty much managing my team, um, support, I guess you can call it customer support. Um, it's pretty boring, you know, not too much to talk about. Um, basically I manage a team that handles calls, handles tickets and handles patients. Right. Okay. Um, but pretty much everything comes through me. I just make sure that everything's being done correctly before it gets sent off. Um, but while I'm doing that, I'm also doing schoolwork. So hopefully nobody in my job listens to this. Is listening. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm also doing schoolwork because obviously, as you guys know, I'm finishing my practitioner. So. Right, right. And, and you also said before um, uh, that you're a dad. Yeah, yeah. I love being a dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's 14 right now. I don't know how much I love that. <laughs> Man. But no, he, yeah, I have a son. He's, in, he's amazing. He's not with me today. He's with his mother. Um, but yeah, so pretty much um, my day consists of waking up, you know, doing the routines that I've just told you, going to the gym, 
when he's here sleeping here, he's old enough. I leave him sleeping. Um, he gets up on his own. He gets dressed on his own. So I tell him I'm leaving the gym. He walks down by 6.30 in the morning. I take him straight to high school. Drop him off at high school. I come here, home. Um, I have a window between 7-ish to about 8 in the morning to do my reels for Instagram. So that's where I figure out, okay, what's a good workout that I can do right now? Even though I already worked out of the gym, what's something I can do right now? Let's go ahead and get a reel up, you know, to the public. And then I need a- For anybody that doesn't know, uh, JDM puts out um, reels daily uh, on quick things that you could do at home. Uh, And I'll put your Instagram handle in the show notes. Um, And how did you get into, well, two part question. How did you get into doing these reels and how did you get into kettlebells? Yeah. So, so yeah. So kettlebells um, in 2020, while COVID was going on, we decided to take a Thanksgiving trip, a family um, to Breckenridge. So my brother snowboard and I decided to learn how to snowboard, but due to COVID, there were no group lessons, only private lessons that were like $900. I'm sorry. I can't afford that. (laughs) So I was like, all right, YouTube, <laughs> figure it out. Okay, this is how you balance. This is how I turn this way. This is how I turn that way. I got, I got on the bunny slopes with one of my brothers. I got up five times. I, I don't think I'm, I, I made it past two feet without falling. And I got tired of having to walk back up to the bunny slopes. And so I, so I, I talked to my brother. He was like, as long as you can get off the lift, we can work our way down the mountain. And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. No, it wasn't. <laughs> so I, we went to a green, you know, very safe. I, I was able to get off the lift. No problem. Didn't fall. But then the, re- the rest of the way down, it was just fall after fall until right at the end that I felt like I was getting the balance. I even thought I was going fast. And I looked at my brother. I was like, I'm going fast. And he was like, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> I was like, in my head, I was flying. And I had a crazy wipeout. Crazy wipeout that I tore both of my shoulders. Um, obviously didn't know that at that moment, I, I was in pain, came back home and I, I went to lift and I couldn't do anything over my shoulder. I couldn't even do a pushup. And I was like, Oh, wow. All right. Well, I'm a nurse. Let me do physical therapy on myself. So I started doing all the, all the things that I know that works. And I started getting more range, range of motion, but it was still hurting until one day at the gym, I saw kettlebells. I've been walking by them all my life. <laughs> and I looked at them, I go, what is this for? So I started Googling, I started looking, and I started seeing these different workouts. And then um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start using them. So I started like learning how to use the kettlebells, and instantly I started feeling stronger. My shoulders felt better. They were still uh, hurting a little bit. So that's when I decided finally after like a year um, and another snowboard trip, I decided to go back yet yeah, because I didn't give up on snowboarding. I still snowboard and I, I leave in two months to go back. Uh, <laughs> I've, got, I've gotten better. I don't fall as bad, but I still fall. And um, so I went to the doctor. He did the MRI. That's when he told me, yeah, you have torn shoulders. Um, but you, you look good. Like You can rehab them. Just try not to pick up them, like anything really heavy over your shoulder yet. So I was like, all right, I'll keep doing the regular therapy. But I just kept doing kettlebells because traditional um, lifting was boring to me. Right. There were a lot of things I couldn't do. Next thing you know, I started feeling stronger and stronger with kettlebells to the point that when I met you, I only did kettlebells from home. Right. Mm-hmm. I, everything from home really wasn't even going into the gym just because I bought a bunch of kettlebells. I got stronger. And it really wasn't until I got with you going back to the gym and doing traditional lifting that I realized, oh, wow, like I can lift again. Not nice. to the degree where I used to, but, but I know I can get there. I already saw, you know, I saw the opening. I'm like, I can definitely get there compounding little by little, but I can definitely get back to where I used to mm-hmm. um, lift even heavier. So, so that, that's how I started with the whole kettlebells. Um, I recommend kettlebells to everybody. That's why I do my Instagram with just kettlebell home workouts or just body weight. Anything you can do, you know, anything to get the heart rate um, racing. Um, and yeah. And I, I've met so many people now in the community of kettlebells that have, have had similar issues with shoulder injuries and they've done rehab with kettlebells and now they're, they're amazing. So, yeah. So I recommend everybody to, to use kettlebells. Obviously you have to learn, make sure you're using the proper form, but, um, but yeah. 
That's a cool story. And how did you get into doing reels for that? Was there, were you doing the reels before and it just was a byproduct? So, so like I stated earlier, when I was in my thirties, I had an Instagram and I wanted to promote, you know, health and fitness, but the way I did it was (laughs) with pictures. Right. Um, So this time around, I started again with pictures. Right. But in my head, I was like, I'm going to get over the hump. I am going to definitely put something of me lifting. I just don't know where because I don't want to be that guy in the gym with a camera and everybody walks. I'm the one. I walk by them like, what are you doing, bro? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. Like, really. Um, But then I realized that I need to keep myself accountable. There's no way I can promote nothing. There's no way I can promote health. And really, it, it comes down to keeping myself accountable and having my son, who's 14, catch on to that and see like, okay, this is what my dad's doing. You know, when he comes from school or when he sends me a text from school, hey, dad, when you pick me up today, can you send me up a workout? That to me is the best. The win, yeah. But that's it. It doesn't matter if he's not doing that much. It's just, I want, I want him to pick up, you know, that consistency of like treating yourself better. It's not about getting strong or, or muscular. Just, it's just help. Do it. It makes you feel good at the end of the day anyways. Yeah. So, so I wanted to keep myself accountable. I started slowly again with those pictures and then I think I added one or two videos of myself. Um, and then I went to that seminar. And that seminar challenged everybody in their own personal way. And they had a challenge of like, when you leave this seminar, you have 90 days to figure out and do something that you really are afraid of doing. And I was like, 90 days? Shit. <laughs> the next morning, I was at the gym in the hotel in Denver. I don't know how many takes I had to do because I kept fumbling words. I always fumble words anyways. I was looking at myself and it was me doing a live story telling everybody why I'm on here. What am I trying to do? I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm not trying to catch you, even though maybe one day I could sell something. But right now, this is not about selling. It's about me being accountable. And hopefully I inspire you guys to do something. You know, I'm 42 years old. I said that. I was like, you, you don't have to wait. Um, until you're younger or, or if you're too old, doesn't mean you can't lift, take care of yourself. So I did that right there. Like I didn't wait the 90 days. And it was funny because I came back to the seminar and I was like, oh, I already did it. I, I'm really scared of putting myself out there. So I did it. And, and some of the people that were already following me, they were like, oh my God, I can't believe you did it. But now I was like, what do I do now? I have 89 days left. <laughs> what, what do I do? But then I was like, you know what? Just grow from it. Just keep right. growing. So I started getting a little bit more used to doing videos and videos. Um, I got horrible feedback from some guys. You know, I didn't have proper form yet with kettlebells um, until finally, thankfully, my page got um, hacked. Something was going on. I was getting a bunch of followers that were fake. I started deleting people. Instagram restricted my account for me removing fake accounts to the point that I was like, you know what? Turn it off. Grab the new one. And at that moment, I was so confident in my, so confident in myself that I was like, all right, no, this is to keep myself accountable. You know, if I can do it daily, I will, but it's always weekly. Right. I was like, and it's just something else for me to add another, another reason for me to wake up and continue on with being healthy. Right. Because we can say we do all the right things, but then behind closed doors, we're not doing it. So I don't want to be that guy that tells people and preaches to people, no, take care of yourself, go to the gym, just do that. You know? And then I'm sitting on the couch. Right. So, so yeah, that's the main reason of doing the reels. And it's gotten to the point that it's blown up, you know, like, I don't even know why Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have have some videos and I'm like, all right, great. And then I have some that the one that I think is amazing. It's not never (laughs) always like that. And then the one that I'm like, this is something I wanted to do. Let me just do it on the fly. And it was just like, boom, viral. (laughs) So obviously. There's a tension out there. There's people that want it. There's people that has, have given me their stories on Instagram. Very inspirational to me. So I always give the best advice I can, honest advice, and keep it going. I love that. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So then fast forward. So there, there's a, there's a, the story starts to tie in because you said years ago somebody said uh, that you should compete or ask you about competing. So where does, where does the idea, did the idea ever leave or was it on hold or how is it that the idea resurfaces? The idea went to sleep. Okay. <laughs> very, That's very long, 
very long um sleeping um it was just back there um it was it was more of like again i wasn't sure of myself i wasn't confident that i can do it right um you know lord knows you get up there and people look at you in a certain way and now i feel like bad for myself so it really it started with me being more confident with myself um but really the inspiration was my girlfriend and so she did her show well first thing first funny story she might kill me because i'm saying this now but um whatever it's live <laughs> so she um she told me one day i i always invited her to f45 i was going to f45 only on the weekends um and i tell her come with me and she was like no i feel intimidated to work out with you and i was like no you shouldn't let's go and she she worked out with me then out of nowhere because she really never worked out she did she did work out like she did yoga um she did pilates i think things of that nature but as far as going to the gym traditional gym or even f45 she didn't do that um and then i know where she tells me that she met up with her friend which is laiz and and that her husband and they do this and that she was getting ready and i was under the impression she was doing like a marathon okay i thought she was doing like one of those strong like amelia earhart parks little gatorade or you know robe you know sparty like a, like a, like like a, a mud run that's what I thought she was doing. So I was like, okay. Until finally, until finally she tells me, I think I found out like a couple of weeks before when she went up to Orlando that I went up there with her for the first time. And that's when I was like, what are you doing? What do you mean a workshop? A workshop, like in my head, Sparty? And she was like, no, I'm going to compete. And I was like, bodybuilding? And the sleeping giant woke up and I was like, what? And knowing who Annie is and knowing that that's really putting herself outside of the box. I was like, oh, I'll support you. Like, but I was still shocked. Like, I was still confused, right? Like, when she told me wellness, I didn't know about wellness category. She's like, no, it's something new. I go, that's how long I've been out of it, like, not really looking into it. So she, she does it. I see her transformation working with you. Obviously, again, the person that I knew prior, they did everything with, like, boiled chicken, rice, you know, um, broccoli, asparagus, that's it. You know, walk around with two gallons every day. And it was, I see her having Oreo cookies at night and eating this, but in a good portion. And I was like, okay, let me see how this is going to work out. Cause at the same time I was doing my own macros on my own. Right. Right. Uh, Obviously I was doing it through through an app, but I was keeping myself through the macros. I'll keep myself in shape. Um, And when I saw you in the show that day and I saw how amazing and beautiful she looked, I was like, you know what? This is awesome. I was like, and this is for her. It's not about winning. It's for right. her. And I was like, this is amazing. And that's why that day in the show, even though I, I, I offered myself to you telling you, if you have room, you know, her next, cause I already knew she was going to do another one without even asking her um, another competition. So I was like for her next prep, I'll prep with her. I'm not getting on stage. I think mm-hmm. I even told you, I go, that ain't for me. <laughs> I was like, but I'll do the prep with her so we can do something together. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we go out together, not the same food, but we're still prepping. Right. Uh, and you told me, no, I have no room. I was like, oh, cool. That's fine. You know, I'll keep prepping my own way. Um, and then when you finally told me on Instagram that, yeah, like you can take me on and we met. In my head, I was like, I've told everybody I wouldn't do it. I even told <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. I go, that's why my mom always said, you don't spit up in the air. It's going to come right back at you. Oh, my God. Story of my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. So that's why I was like, but then when you came back, I kind of put it up to, to the energy. Like, I, I like to be all about the energy of the world. So I put it up to the energy. If it's meant to be, let me reach out to you because I reached out to you on Instagram. I told you, look, this is my page. I don't know if. Maybe I kind of did it like maybe you check out my page, see I'm, I'm I'm decently fit, and you're like, okay, I can work with this guy. He's serious, and maybe you come after me. I don't know. But when you told me you would take me on, I saw that as a sign. I was like, all right, we got to do this. Um, my idea was WBFF, right? Just to be on stage with Annie once. That's it. Right. It was to be on stage with her, same day, everything, just on stage. Um, and that's how the journey started. And- I love that story. I can't believe you didn't know exactly what she was doing. Oh my God. No, I thought it was Spartan. I swear that was something like that. I was like, 
he's giving her like some type of things to do in the gym so she can get ready for that cardio. <laughs> That's what I thought. So I got to tell you, like, you know, one of the things is people start at all different levels, right? Like I've worked with, with people that have never worked out like ever in 40 years of life. And they walk in and they're like, I want to do a show. And I'm like, okay, we we have a lot to work with here. But one of the things was, and, and tying it all together was all the habits that you had already created, right? All the things that were already set in in stone were 90% of the reason that when you started, like it was so weak, because it was just a new plan, right? It's like, I'm going to do these things every day, but now I have a new mission, you know, new set of instruction. Now I just do these. You did everything, you know? (laughs) <laughs> every meal, every, like all of it. Yeah. And, and, and we'll talk about like some of the, the journey stuff, but the way that your body responded, you know, and the volume of food that you were able to consume yeah. uh, compared to what you were eating before, you know, yeah. like, like even you, you were like, I can't understand how I can eat all this food. I had it backwards. I had it backwards. <laughs> and you looked amazing. Right. And I think a lot of times, you know, might listen to, to these or see our posts and be like, yeah, everybody does every day. Like, no, no. everybody does not do it. Everybody does not do it. You know? And you can still get a great outcome. Of course. But without doing everything. Because life, right? And different personalities and different stages in life. But I think you're so right. Like where you already were mentally and in terms of your habits and your behaviors really like catapulted you. But to- I think even just really quick before I ask my next question, even what you just said, because you said it, you know, if you would wake up with a cold, you'd take some DayQuil and you'd rather go to the gym and walk on a treadmill and do some light work than nothing. I think one of the things that most people don't get is that even the most minimal work compounded over time is going to produce an outcome, right? The challenge is always when someone wants this, you know, 10 out of 10 outcome, right? They want they want to be all the way over there, but they're doing the minimal work, you know, and, and there's a level of unhappiness with the work that's being done versus the thing that they actually want. And they're missing the dots, you know, they're not going those dots. Cause I think that no matter what, if you exercised every day, all you did was walk, right? Let's say you did your cold workout and you went on the treadmill and walked for 15 minutes and did some pump work with twenties over the course of 365 days, there would be an outcome, you know, Correct. no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is it going to be what you got out of, you know, the, the time that you put in? No, it's not. But then you've got to be able to connect the dots yes. and say, I'm not putting in that work. Yes. Why yeah. am I expecting that? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like where, where are we lost there? Yeah. Anyway, I went on a tangent. I guess I'll so, my TED talk. <laughs> thank you for coming to my TED talk. But, but along the way, uh, what was st- uh, prep wise, right? What did you find to be the most challenging or difficult or different that wasn't gonna, wasn't it even what close to what you thought during the time that you were prepping for that show? Um, difficult, I would say creating the new habit of it's okay to weigh yourself every morning and not judge yourself. Cause I never weighed myself. Didn't care for it. I can look in the mirror and I know how I'm looking. Right. right? Um, but I didn't know about data. I didn't know about the numbers. You know, I've learned so much with you and I have so much more to learn from you, but that's really what it was the hardest thing. Like, Oh my God, I went up 1.5 pounds. What did I eat wrong? What's going on here? Right. You know, sometimes I'll right. send you, two weights. I go, Hey buddy, this is my second one. And you'd be like, (laughs) you know, because it was a process. Like I'm getting weights. I'm getting weight. Why am I getting, but obviously I'm getting muscle. Right. Um, And, and then it fluctuates. So then you realize, okay, just go with the process. Keep eating your meals. You know, Um, that was the most difficult part for me. Everything else was super easy. Really quick. I love what you said about judging yourself with the scale, because earlier when we first started talking, you said, you know, 
why would someone like want to go up there to get judged? Like that's so scary. And I think that what people don't realize is that the real judgment that we all fear is the one of ourselves. Like Mm -hmm. we are so much more afraid of judge, like the judgment that we are going to cast on ourselves for the work we're putting in, for how we look, for the weight on the scale, for the, who do I think I am for the, now I got to learn how to pose like insert thing, right? Like this journey isn't scary because other people are going to judge you. This journey is scary because you're going to judge you. And that is always the worst criticism is the one that comes from yourself. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think this journey makes you go at war with yourself. Mm -hmm. 100%. This is you versus you. And that's, that's something I used to always hashtag back in the day, you know, me versus me. But now I really believe it because it's really you versus you. I can and coach all the pictures of all my meals and not really have none of those meals. Mm-hmm. Of course. At the end of the day, who are you lying to? So at the end of the day, it, it comes back to just regular life. It, it, forget fitness. If you're authentic to yourself, if you're humble to yourself, and if you're open to learn, even though sometimes we're human and, you know, especially me, I'm hard-headed sometimes, but you allow to open yourself and just take everything in and be authentic, then you have nothing to worry about because you are in a good place. So that right there was, you know, the hardest thing for me, like my weight, I'm, I'm judging myself, but I'm not, right? Um, everything else, like I said, was easy. The foods were easy. The training was amazing just because it was something now structured for me for a certain reason, something that it's one thing to go to the gym and say, yeah, today's chest day. Let me find a couple of things to do in chest. And today's right. back, you know, but when you have a structure, then it's completely, it's a different ballgame. Um, so I've learned so much from there to the point that now I can carry it to, to this prep, right? Mm-hmm. Cause I did, I did things wrong last prep compared to how I'm doing now. And I mean, by working out, you know, there was some right. things that, you know, now there's more intention involved, right? More, I didn't, all my life, what, 42 years old of lifting? No, not 42. I would have been a baby. Meaning like, let's say 22 years of, of lifting. I never try to have a mind and muscle connection. Right. Because it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Right? And now you know how you look. But the funny part is, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you something. Because, you know, one of the things, that there's, there's two points. And I want to get back to, the, to weighing yourself with the muscle. But it's, it's interesting how in all sports, right, when a guy scores a touchdown or, or hits a basket, all athletes hit a front double bicep, right? It represents victory. In the gym, rarely do you see guys flexing because they're afraid of, like, all right, who's looking at me? So they never flex. Yet the thing that you want is for that muscle to pop, you know? Yeah. And then you spend, you spend so much time trying to get to look a certain way by doing the work, but you never connect that you've got to squeeze that muscle to feel it so that it connects better. Mm-hmm. And and it's usually back to the judgment thing, yeah. like rarely, and, and I'm sure you see it, right? Because you see it all the time. You don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy flexing in the mirror, but most of the guys should be flexing in the mirror so that they feel what it is they're doing. Yeah. Correct. You know? Yeah. 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 But anyway, touching back on the scale thing, I don't think that people realize ever, and I don't know why, that if the number on the scale went up or down, it's not always fat related, right? never has someone ever said hey the scale went up two pounds do you think it's muscle like never has have i gotten a text like that do you think i'm gaining muscle like with excitement it's always tied to negativity correct we're wired that way like as a society as a society we're brought up from kids no matter what culture you come from unless you come from like you know very humble culture you're brought up with the negativity you're brought up with with what scares you and what to avoid so you're automatically already reverting to being negative okay. yeah yeah and and breaking that is really hard right he says it all the time I say it all the time all the time yeah. he's like it's, it's easier for me to change someone's religion probably than their belief with the scale i can get somebody yeah. to believe in just about anything but to change their relationship with the scale and with food the good food the bad food oof, that takes some work you know and 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 i'm not even making shit up like you know. it's science people <laughs> but anyway yeah. so along the way you know you, you you get on this prep you do the thing um when did 
when did it become really real for you that you were actually going to get on stage? Was it during the prep? Was it when you got to the hotel? Was it when you tanned? It, it felt real throughout. You know, I, Annie kept, oh, <laughs> Annie kept getting like asking me, um, are you nervous? Are you nervous? And I was like, no. In my head, I'm like, I'm a little nervous in the sense of like, am I going to trip? Right? right. You know, um, am I going to stand wrong? Right. Am I going to, when I did posing with you, I will go too fast because I was nervous. Am I going to go too fast? Right. That's the only thing that was in my head, but it wasn't being nervous. It was me programming myself telling me, chill, breathe, right. you know, enjoy that little moment. Even if it's 40 seconds or 20 seconds, just enjoy the moment. Um, so along the way, I was fine. I think maybe until we got to like week 10 or eight that I was like, all right, I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, I look way better than I did before. But then that's when I started judging myself again. Like, I'm not there yet. I need to get better, you know, for myself. Because you judge yourself with other people and you shouldn't because no guy is my height. No guy is, it has my physique. Everybody's different in their own way, right? Yeah. So you can't compare yourself with that guy because you're going to automatically lose it, right? Mm -hmm. So then I had to tell myself, okay, what do I need to do for myself? How, how do I need to look at myself? And I went back to like, it's not about winning because I'm not getting on stage to try to win. Um, I'm 42 years old. So it's not like I'm coming at, at a 20 year old with crazy, massive muscle. It takes a little longer for me now <laughs> to build that muscle. But it was really more of like, Right. I'm a lot better now than, than when, when I started this prep. And I can only imagine how I'm going to look the day of the show. So around week 10, 8 is when I started being like, okay, I, I was getting excited. Like, I can't wait to see. I think one of the days in the warehouse at the workout with you, um, I had just finished eating a, a juicy burger that night with fries at, at that bar um, with Annie. And um, the next morning we were posing and I was like, looking shredded mm -hmm. and I was like you were like that's with a burger last night and I was like so I felt good so now it was more in my head like all right this is going to be real so I better get this posing on point which is very hard <laughs> very still working on it to this day mm -hmm. but so I was like I need to get this posing because I don't want to get up there and look like a total lost case because you see people in stages in WBFF and NPC they're just lost mm -hmm. I at least want to have some type of you know order to go and since i'm very since i'm very like you know i'm a process type of guy like i'm a task oriented type of guy i i know that i need to go go there and if i have to step on my right foot then turn left i need to have some type of process just so i can guide myself right right um but never got ner nervous it was more of the excitement of what could be which is that's why now my excitement of what will be is like it's a lot of pressure on you, coach. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say. You say it all the time. We have so many people that say that. Tiffany was saying that the other day, and I even said it to them, like, to him. I don't know, like, how we're going to get better from here, but you got to figure it out. <laughs> to top it somehow, you know, every time. So when you got to the venue, uh, you know, uh, we ended up getting to registration at the same time. Uh, did it, did the realness heightened when all the other athletes are around and you're waiting for your number or were you still like good? Was just, it was super chill. I remember like we were at the chill. Lobby. It was cool to see you guys. It was like a movie. I'm like in line and I look out and see you guys coming down the escalator. I'm like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> I didn't realize I didn't realize you guys were gonna be filming. I'm like, like I'm like, oh Lord. <laughs> I think I think I got more nervous when I saw you filming everything that I was like, oh crap, what am I gonna say? Because I tend to say some fucked up shit sometimes. So hello. But I'm trying I, to be proper here. I'm like, she has a camera. I'm like, that had me more nervous than anything else in the show. Oh, and the tan. When I saw streaks coming down, I'm like, oh, let me go and fix it. Right. 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 I wanted the tan to look good on me. Um right. but but no, I just stay focused. When they put when they put that first coat of tan on you, like it, it went like next oh, level. Completely different. You know, and yeah. you know, a lot of people don't realize the importance of tanning oh. when it comes to physique shows. You know, it's critical to have a good tan on stage. You know, yes. and uh, the next day when they put that second coat, like night and day. You know, mm -hmm. even something as simple as your tan can enhance 
the way somebody's physique looks. You know? Yeah, so, correct. So there's there's a lot of details that go into you know uh, fitness competitions that people don't ever know about because most people think it's like you diet and you train. They don't realize that posing is complex and making yeah. sure that your tan is right is complex. Picking the right you know uh, um, shorts for your presentation to match right. with your skin. You know, almost right. perfect. So there's a lot that goes into physique competitions that people don't even realize, you know, all they, you know, they think they literally think that you eat, you train and then you go on stage and you flex. And it is so much more than that. You know? and, and the amount of time that you've got to dedicate to something like this. Uh, how did you balance out work life, the, the regimen that you already had and, and inserting this new posing regimen that, you know, you were practicing? Uh, how did you balance that? all out you know did, did you rework your schedule or how no, did you- no yeah so <clears throat> you know like unfortunately for me i have to go to the gym really early in the morning right because if not my day gets complicated and the gym is important if i if i i'm the type of guy um when it comes to sleeping i don't do a good job so i i cannot go to the gym at 5 6 p.m i would not sleep that night like i'll be wired to three in the morning and that just starts a repetitive negative um you know yeah moment for me that is going to just drain me and i'm never going to right so i just cannot allow that so when i got home from the gym if there was good light in my room if the sun was was already up depending on you know the time zone i mean the daylight saving time Mm -hmm. um i would do quick posing right there after a pump because i read that's one of the best ways to just see what you were working on but then definitely it was after work, five o'clock, I would go there right here in my couch or in my room and I'll do my posing, you know, 10 minutes here. Um, you told me and I, I took it, I took it and I ran with it. Like, come out, do your posing, do it once or twice, but don't keep doing the repetitive thing because you're just going to keep doing the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. And by me doing the same mistakes, I am mm-hmm. creating a habit that's wrong. So then to, for me to break that bad habit, it's, so I just wanted to feel more comfortable with whatever I had to do. Right. Show it to you. You tell me, no, this arm goes up, this arm goes back. Okay, now let's focus on that. Um, so yeah, so it was right after working out. If not, it was right after work, before I started like schoolwork and stuff like that. Awesome. And then how did it feel when you got on stage? Like that, that walkout moment? Um, it's a blur. <laughs> <laughs> it went fast. It went fast, you know? Um, so like I had told you guys, um, you guys caught it on film. <laughs> we were supposed to do our routine, then come out and do the comparisons. And then the finals at night, you know, I guess do it all over again. They switched, they switched it on us right then and there because there was a back and forth. For like, we're not doing routines. And right before we got on stage, the, young, the lady that was there said, yeah, yeah, you're going to do your routine. Then a gentleman jumped in there. And when he was letting everybody out, he was like, everybody, let's go. And we're like, a routine? He's like, no, everybody together. And that threw me off. But I try to keep my composure. And I lined up and I did the move that I'm more comfortable with. Right. What was comfortable. Even though there was another, you know, there was another pose that might be a little bit better. I know that that one had trouble hitting. Because right. I had trouble popping them out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew the other move was perfect. So I went with that. Um, and like I said, it was, the rest was a blur. Like, obviously, I worked so much on trying to pose my back the right way that when I got up there, I did exactly what I shouldn't have done. And it, it was something that I kept doing on my own. And it's just, again, you, your body breaks down and you automatically do what, what it's safe and your body. Yeah. So that's why now I have two mirrors because <laughs> it does make a difference. Right. You know, it does make a difference. Um, so yeah, so the stage was good. Like I said, it was a blur. It was very fast, very quick. Um, and you guys already had told us you can, with the lights, you can't really see that much. I was only able to see the judges and the first two rooms. Everything else, nothing. I can That's see awesome. if I was if I was to focus on them, I can. But no, like your your mind is not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The um, does does it all hit you when you walk out? Or did it take a minute before you're like, shit, I just did that thing that I said I wasn't going to do? Um, yeah, 
when I walked out, it hit me like, all right. In my head, I was already, I know I didn't do well in this one, right? But I did good enough to the point that I got on stage. But mm-hmm. it was a win for me. I wasn't disappointed. And the minute I came down, I was, I was more disappointed in the sense of like, okay, I'm ready for the next show. And the finals, you know, this was in the morning. I still had to get back on stage. And in my mind, I was like, okay, maybe I can fix stuff and challenge it. And when I saw that, it was pretty much done. It was just come out, do your routine, and you're done. They already picked the winners or, or, or right. the place. I was like, okay, let me just now. There was no pressure there. There was no pressure of me trying to, like, do comparisons and try to move up. It was more of like, let's just go out and do the routine. Because comparisons to me, I think well, it's easier. Because right. it's just, it's right? It's the routine of, like, how am I going to flow into it? Am I going to look, you know? So that's what I really wanted to work on, feel com- comfortable, and I, and I did. I felt comfortable. So, but yeah, no, that's, um, I, I would like to say that in between the, the morning show, the final, it's when it hit me in the sense of like, you know, you're here, you're doing this, right? You're one, of the, guys, you're, you're one of the guys in the backstage. And then it was more of like, okay, so how do I perfect this? How do I make this better for me? Right. Um, which is why, you know, I was working on stuff. I was, you know, you told me to eat, I was doing exercise, I was doing whatever I had to do. But yeah, but again, it was a, it was an amazing experience. So something that's awesome. that I did. That's awesome. And yeah. so much so that you were talking about your next show there. Oh, that's it. <laughs> it was, when is your next show? March 25th. Yes. That's right. That's right back to Flash. I'm going to wear the same trunks and I'm just going to you know, I just can't wait to compare the pictures. Yes, pictures. I love that. Video. You know, that's driving. That's my win right there. Hundred percent. That yeah. always has to be the goal to to yeah. look better than last time, to perform better than last time, to prep better than last time. You know, it's to me that's always the win too. Like, what were the wins from one one thing to the next? And then when you get an outside win, that's great. But like you said, you versus you. Yeah. One of the things, one of the things I've always said is that when somebody goes on, on this journey, right. To get to the stage, the goal number one is to make, right. Get on stage. Um, and then once you do it, there's one of two outcomes. You either do it and you're like, man, that was cool. I'm glad I did it. Check the box. Or you get off stage and you're like, all right, my next show, I'm doing this. I'm, you know, like, like that. Did you at any point during the prep, feel like all right like I'm doing this but this is going to be something that I do again or was it like right after getting off stage um yeah no I would like to say it was once I got on stage like you said something to me that really hit home I didn't say it but it was in my head so you know you go back I'm not one to judge anybody I don't believe in judging you know be who you are but I'm walking backstage and I'm looking at different physiques. I'm looking older men, younger men. There was a 60 year old man there, right? That was sitting next to me in the hallway and I was talking to him and, and I'm noticing, noticing all these physiques and I don't ever, you know, there's a reason why I don't wear tight clothes or stuff like that. I'm not one to like to show off how I am, even though I'm Instagram videos, I'm shirtless, but <laughs> it's just, that's another topic. <laughs> but, um, so I started seeing all these physiques. I'm like, yeah, these guys are amazing. These guys are humongous. Look at these arms. Look at these backs. But when I'm looking at them, I felt like, give me some time. You know, give me some time. And I won't be Olympia style, but give me some time. And I can definitely feel like, okay, in here. And so I felt like I kind of belong until mm-hmm. you told me, you look great up there. You belong. And when you told me that, you you pretty much planted it right there like yeah like i belong now it's just work on on the stuff to improve and just keep coming back at it 100 yeah when when you walk out like you know it was it was it was a placing thing it wasn't like all right you look great you know we we did good work we ate the food we trained you look awesome it was like all right where is he falling here because you know his and and the thing is that it's tough to judge good physiques because everybody looks good. Of course. You know, um, I don't know if you saw the Olympia last week, but, you know, judging men's physique is hard, you know, because there's so much quality, right? And they're all different. 
tall guy, shorter guy, wider guy, narrow guy, harder guy. You know, there's so many different things. But the key is always, I think, as an athlete to get up there. And obviously, it's all subjective and it's the opinion of, you know, the five or seven judges that are there. But to feel good about the package that you bring uh, is always really important. Uh, But then to look around the room and say, shit, this is my first show. And I belong here is a massive victory, you know. Um, and, and I'm glad that you walked out and already had in your mind, like the, the next show, I want to come in better because, you know, on, on, on this side, it's always like, we want to do all we can for that first show, but I already know leaving that, like, there's so much more we can do, right? Just all time is time is on our side and it's hard to understand how important it is to actually do the shows until you've done them because you'll never feel like you're a hundred percent ready for that first one. If you're always picking it apart and you don't do it because you can always find flaws. My calves can be bigger. My shoulders can be rounder. My arms can be harder. Where you improve is from show to show. You have to get on stage to improve. You know, now you can take windows of time and say, I want to get better you know, in the next 20 weeks, 30 weeks, six months, 12, but you got to get back on stage because the stage is the thing that keeps you on the path. Yeah. Right. Even somebody as disciplined as you that's doing the things, you know, the, the, the stuff to be meticulous about and the phases throughout prep where things change in a way to bring out more of your physique are not there if you don't have that goal. Yeah, not to mention, you know, there's so much magic in working towards something that's for you. Like we all work toward work goals and, you know, family things and relationship things. And maybe we buy a house, we remodel the house, plan a trip, like, but it's cool to have something that's your own. And like you said, like you kind of have to go to war with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to get anything out of it that you didn't put in and only you know what you put in and what you didn't. And so it is one of those things that you know, builds that reputation with yourself and that confidence, not because of the abs, but because of what you're doing day in and day out. And it's the one thing that like you were saying about Annie, when you watched her, like, this is for her, like how cool. So it's like, as adults, we say it all the time. A lot of times we don't have a thing for us. Like you might like to watch football or, you know, you might go play basketball with your friends every Sunday, like who knows, but what is something that you do for you that has constant growth and evolving and, you know, like looking forward to and planning for and, you know, working toward every day is so important. And most adults don't have that. They don't have, they might have hobbies that they like. They don't necessarily have things that they're doing for them that are outside of like their work. Yeah, no, I I agree because giving yourself first things first, you have to give yourself a stage date, right? Like I agree with that. That's why the minute we sat down, it wasn't already in my mind. I just didn't know about any other shows. I didn't know what shows were coming up. We sat down, we had a drink. You said, oh, the next one here is going to be March 25th. I'm there. That's it. Done. I was like, can you get me there? And you said, yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it was exactly like 20 weeks out. I was like, mm-hmm. all right, there. I ain't wasting no time. I already have a date for my next one. Like that's already planted. Right. And it's not 20 weeks out, like depending on you guys schedule, but I already have a date for the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they will be a next one. Because there's no way that I can get to where I want to get to with this with this prep. And, and all- let me say, let me say in any way, not just physique, because also the posing I know is something that you've mentioned, and a lot of the girls say it to me. The best way to improve your posing is to have continuous stage time. It's yeah. not how much you practice only. It's not how many sessions you have only. It's how many times have you stepped on stage and done it wrong, or done it different, or watched your video back, or gotten more comfortable. Right. Right. So it's like, no, you're not going to, you're not going to have all the improvements that you want in your physique and your performance and your tan and your shorts and your everything after one show or two or three, like it's a constant evolution. The biggest thing there is you have to walk through the door, right? You have to do the thing. You're not going to know what's on the other side until you walk through the door. When I first true story. So um, I'm not working in, in the ER anymore, but when I was an ER nurse, there was moments that on crazy day in the ER, I would doubt myself. Like I will be in the parking lot and I'm like, should I call out? Like I, it's going to be a bad day today. I don't want to be like stuck with these ICU patients or sticking needles. And like today, I don't want to do that. And then you have to talk to yourself be like, 
where is this coming from, right? Where is this fear coming from? So obviously, um, I don't answer myself, but I talk to myself. And I was like, well, just, just do it. Just go out there. And if you need help, you say, I need help. Right. Or I started doing it in the ER, right? And I loved it. You know, I had a fear of something. But until I don't continue to do it, I'm not going to get any good at it. Same thing yeah. with the state. This next time up, I want to do a better routine and be more calm until mm-hmm. the point that the stage becomes so slow that you realize this is like nothing to me. But if you don't keep getting on there, you're never going to get there. Some people might automatically get there and be that type of way. That's not me. Yeah. But I will get there the more I get on stage. Because I see, like in Olympia, when I saw some, some of the, the reels, these guys go up there. They're having a good time, but they're just calm. They do everything flawless. Mm-hmm. While you tell in the NPC show, we're all amateurs. We're all learning. Right. The guys have 10, 10 shows. They come in and they rush certain things or, or they look awkward. You know, right. I look, um, it's just normal. You just have to keep going out there right. and you can't go one show a year because then you're never going to really get there. No exactly. way. You got to yeah. continuously get out there. And again, it's such a great opportunity uh, to work on you, you know, and, and it's something that's tangible and measurable and you can make improvements on an ongoing basis, doing something that's just good for you. You're eating well, you're exercising in a way that makes you feel good. You're improving the way you look. Like there's nothing but benefits, um, in in my opinion, to yeah. to to this type of goal and, and the journey. Um, and there's like anything else, there are phases. There are phases of the year where you are training in a way that's going to support one part of your goal, and there are phases where it supports another part. So it isn't. It doesn't present the opportunity for it to be stagnant either, because there are always different parts of the journey. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now that you've done it, right? Like go back to to that you when you first got asked about whether or not you should compete or were you competing because uh, there's a lot of people that that watch and listen and they see our stuff online and they're like man i wish i could do something like that but not me you know that's not my my thing what does this version of you that's just you know done the show and getting ready for another one say to the person on the other side that's you know maybe having the same thoughts that you were having like i don't have the confidence on my way yeah it's something I tell my son this all the time. Just look in the mirror. Look in the mirror and who are you? And why do you think you want to do something, right? If you think you want to do something for fitness or, again, it has to be with, like, what I'll tell anybody is, and this is something I've learned as I've gotten older, you have to be aligned with who you are and your purpose. So if your reason of getting on a show is because you just want to be looking good, that's not the right alignment. Because then tomorrow you look bad. And then what do you have to hold on to, right? So it's really what do you want for yourself? You want to be, um, you know, physically fit. You want to eat um, better. You want to put yourself out there and, and show that you can do things. Well, this is the perfect journey for that. Because not only, not only are you going against yourself, so don't look at anybody else. Not only are you either lying to yourself or you're saying the truth to yourself, right? Did you really have those five ounces or did you have something that you weren't supposed to have and you didn't report it? right? Are you working out hard or are you not really working out? Because when it comes to the day of the results and you don't want to either do the show or you kind of back out, you're really just quitting on yourself. And what this teaches you, at least what it's taught me, you never quit on yourself. You believe in yourself and you move forward. So, yeah, so that the old me was worried, but it was really more me worried of failing, right? Me worried, failing, failing myself. Forget who judging me. Now I know I'm not failing myself. Now I just want more. I want more positivity about myself so I can grow more. Because if I shine, if, if I keep doing good for myself, the first person is going to rub off is my son, which is the most important one, Annie, my family, and then anybody else that, that's watching me. 100%. So find yourself, be confident with yourself, humble, and, 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 and watch what you can do for yourself, right? 100%. Yeah, I love that too, because once you do something hard or out of comfort zone once, like the doors of possibilities open up because you're like, well, if I can do that, then what else can I do, right? Or can I do it again? Or can I do it better? So it, it just opens up those doors that were so shut before because you didn't have the, the even the thought of like, could I do that? Um, I always like to ask in the end, what is the, what has been the most impactful part of this whole journey and that whole experience for you? Um, well, 
I would say it's brought me really close with Annie. That's awesome. Yeah. Like we have a common, a common goal, a common bond. And it's pretty cool. We don't do the same things. We don't do it together, but we do have the same goals and having someone you can share that with rather than, rather than going on a date and be like, I can't eat that. Oh my God, he eats something like this. <laughs> right. You know, I think that's been the best, the best part of this journey for me because awesome. everything else that's gone on with me, I already had it. I just didn't know how to take it out. Right. Um, but something that's more meaningful and it, this would have never happened if I didn't do this was that strong relation I definitely have with Annie. Support her. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's so cool. This was great. I loved it. Everybody, this is, this is exactly why we like chatting with the athletes um, so that you can get their take on it. Everybody has different journeys, different experiences, different roads, but at the end, the outcome is always to make it there. So JDM, thank you for being on the show with us. We appreciate it. Your, um, we're going to put your IG in the show notes and on the YouTube page. You guys go follow JDM. Uh, he, like he said, he does daily reels if, uh, or weekly reels uh, on things that you could do at home. And for all of you that are watching, that are listening, uh, please like, share, comment, ask questions. If you have any questions uh, for him, put them in the comment section. We'll send them his way. And uh, it was great chatting with you. I can't wait yeah. to have you on the show again. I know. So that we can talk about your second road to the stage. Definitely. Um, and all the improvements that we make along the way. Yes. No, no, thank you so much. I'll send you a text now with my food. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you for watching. Thank you. Peace out. Right, thank Bye. you.